0: The Eri B-Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gimara Mu'id Katan, Daf Yud Aleph. Today's Daf has been dedicated by the Shehebar family in memory of their father and grandfather Gabriel Ben Zakiya. Ruwa Hashem Tanihanu Began Eden. Amen. Today's Daf is being studied by the Ishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Rouach Hashem, Tani BeGan Eden, Amen. Today's daf is being studied in L'Anun Ishmat Eliyahu Ben Gladys, Mr. Eli Shama, In Shalom, and his untimely passing. Ruah Hashem, Tani BeGan Eden, Amen. Mr. Shama was a very respected man in the community, a man that was involved in many tzedakot, mitzne'ah, and was from the uh, products of Yerushalayim and uh, was a member of the community in New York for many years and was loved by all, especially the Talbidiya HaKhamim this week's daf will be studied La'ilu Nishmato, Yehiz Baruch Amin We begin today's daf on Yud Alef Amud Rishon and we start on the third line We continue to discuss different items that are permissible or forbidden for whatever reason on Hulamu'ed <coughs> So the Gemara's begins Rav shara Le bar Ashe. Rav allowed, permitted to Ashe, bar asheh l'migdaal uhareh de What is uhareh? Top rashi, top line Shitsadin bodagin Which means he made, let him make a fish trap on <laughs> Hulamu'ed What's the reason? Because to make a fist trap, you do not have to do it in a uh, professional manner. It's able to be done in an amateuristic fashion. Therefore we know on Hulamu'ed, maase is permissible. However, when it came to that she says when it came to a trap to catch the birds, so then already he said it's Asur. because that already takes professional work to make it, and that type of work is Asur and Khalamwid. Ravihuda Tanura he permitted to Amita Nura. That's what they called him. Seems Amita Nura was the oven maker, so they nicknamed him Amita Nura. He allowed him to build, as she says, to actually construct a new oven. So the Gemara says, Bar Asbi Mahulta, and he allowed Rabbar Asbi to uh, make. From scratch, (laughs) a mahulta, a napah. Napah is a sifter. So the Gibra says, we have a contradiction. We have a bright, that it says, everybody agrees. That you're not allowed to build an oven from scratch. So how did you tell me that Rabbi Yehuda allowed Ami Tanura to make the oven from scratch when it's against the clear? Brighter. So the Barat says, La No question. It depends when it was talking. There's Bimot which is the spring-summer time, which is the time of Pesach. Over there, it's dry. And it's hot outside as well. And therefore, it's permissible to make the oven on Cholam Because the oven obviously was made out of, let's say, a moist a cement or something like that, that needed time to dry and therefore, since it's the dry season, you'll be able to use it on the holiday. And then it's considered surah mo'ed, because by the end of the holiday, it'll dry. So that's what I that was talking about. Pesach, khala mu'ed, you're allowed to do it. However, the other opinion of the writer that says it's asur was talking about khala mu'ed, sukkot, which is the rainy season. And therefore, if you're going to make it on khala mu'ed, you're not going to have a chance for it to dry, yeah? so you're doing surah for after khala mu'ed, that's going to be asur. And that's the way we reconcile. Now, regarding this subject, that she says, The second line, It's hot in the world. It dries immediately. We're able to use it for the regal so you're doing a tirha, not for the purpose of the Bregel. Comes the next Mishnah. And the Mishnah says It is permissible to make a maak. English, they interpret it as a parapet, which is a fence of protection. Okay, you're allowed to make that on the roof. Sakana to have a roof that is without a market but mean people could fall off. So you can actually build the market on cholam However, in a masayid yot, in unprofessional manner, and we'll see exactly what that means. Furthermore, the marpeset. What is the marpeset? Marpeset is the second floor. Balcony, the person that lives on the second floor is the balcony that comes out Also is permissible to build this make But you cannot build it in a professional manner Rashi Ma'akeh kotel al nahar Rashi says that what's a marpesed So marpesed is like a little wall that juts out of the aliyot, uh, the second floor so that she says that Tishmar Pesed is the wall that juts out above the second floor. He says, just like they have by the uh, banks of the Rhine, Rhines, the river Rhines comes the Gebaran Kid Mishnah, continues, Shafin et which means the oven sometimes might have cracks in it. So it's permissible on Hulam to smoothen out the cracks. Magilin otam b'magila, and you're allowed to use what's called a magila. That's a, um, t- a type of uh, apparatus that's round, and you use it's made out of wood, and you use it to uh, smoothen out the oven. she says alkarqa tanur. You roll to roller actually. You roll it on the uh, base of the oven. It's gadol Again, in order to close up the the cracks. And for that matter, you're able to use your hand to do it, or regel, person's foot. He wants to, you know, rub his foot on the bottom of the oven in order to close up the uh, cracks. So basically, you can do anything you want in closing the cracks, except the Mishnah says, Aval lo bimil but not with the use of milhatsayim. What is that? As she says, it's a type of wood that's fashioned in the shape of a foot of a person and you stick it in the oven where it uh, you know, has the ma'ziba, where it has like the tar, in order to seal up. The reason why you can't use this milhatsayim, as she says, bo ma'ase uman, It's more professional than a roller. So therefore, the milhatsayim is going to be a suit. Hadsir so let's explain each one of these items You have the Tzir Which literally they explained as the pivot The Sinor would be the socket Qura is the lintel And Man'ul is the lock And Maftayah is the key Basically these are all the uh, uh Areas, a person's door. The lintel is the top, is the door post on top. The lock, we know what it is. The key, we know what it is. On the floor, they would have a pivot, which is like the hinge over there, and would go into a hole in the ground in order for the door to swing. So therefore, all these items, since they're related to the door, if they break on Hula a it's going to be a hafsidh. Because Hashem Shalom Gennaveen now can come in. So therefore, the al says, when there's going to be a hefsed, there's going to be financial loss. it is permissible to repair it. It says you could fix it mu'id So long as you don't uh, uh, you know, prepare to do the work on Hala Mu'ed from before. Which means, if it happened on Hala certainly you could fix it. Now, Mishnah is telling us that you could fix it in the normal fashion. It's not requiring us to do any type of shinui. We're going to see in the Gemara that this Mishnah must be following the opinion of Rabbi Yosef. The Rabbi Yosef holds that whenever you're doing something that's dabara aved on hola you can do it even without a shinui, like we learned on uh, yesterday's daf. So therefore, Mishnah obviously is following shitat Rabbi Yosef. Which means any type of pickled foods That you're able to uh, eat from them on Cholam mued, Which means the pickling will make them edible To eat on Cholam So you can pickle these items on Cholam Which means it's considered Suraqa Mo'ed You'll be able to eat from them Now let's read Rashi to catch up on the Rashi's here Seer okay, Regei That's the base of the door Kemot Adilet Tisov Alsidah. It's called the pivot. That's where the uh, door is able to turn. It's on the ground. Tsinor Huachor Shabaskupat. Tsinor is the hole that's in the uh, threshold of the door. Hatachtona Kemot Tsinor Adidashya. Hakora. They call it a lintel that's above the door. That's where the door you know returns and goes through. we well, explained it as the lock. But if it has to be fixed during the other times of the year, don't push it off until the murah these are actually talking about for example fish and different items that they would salt or uh, they would pickle it in their salt they're talking about items that they pickle very quickly and they're going to be edible immediately otherwise what are you pickling for? after <laughs> that's already what? not, not. Huh? what do you think not? Why would you think not? Which means why would I think it should be permissible uh, such a thing? That's what uh, so you can see the Hadush in the Gemara The Gemara is going to tell us what the Hadush is over there Come the Gemara begins hechi dame ma'aseh hediyot So you told me you are allowed to make ma'akeh Around your roof or your merpeset But you can only do it in a non-professional manner Now what's considered ma'aseh I'm Yosef Amar, Be'hutzah Vedafna. Hutzah we explained is uh, palm branches and uh, Daphna, we explained, is laurel are the types of uh, pieces of wood that you place And you uh, fill the gaps with palm branches Or palm leaves And that's Hutzah And Daphna is the laurel branch And therefore that's a non-professional way of making the fence Now we have a break that says sar You make a wall of bricks of actually stones and you do not tar them without cement so that's non-professional so either way you're allowed to smoothen out the cracks of the oven you can even use a roller to do the job and then the Mishnah said you can use your hands and you can use your legs as well feet. The says, says, "Hasta b'magila Amar Tshari." You told me you could use a roller, which is actually a keli. Be yadu b'regel b'bayah. You have to tell me you could use a hand or your feet. That's obvious. That's for sure not professional. If you can even use a magila, because she can, you can use that b'regel. So Gemara says, "Hachi kamar shafin u u'magilin otan ke'en magila." Which is what the Mishnah is saying, you're allowed to do the function of a roller with your hands and feet. But you can't use a roller. And therefore the Mishnah wasn't being matir a roller at all. It was just saying that you could use the fun you could serve the function that a roller serves through doing with your hands and feet, but you cannot use a milhatzayim brashi. Uh, she says Magila Yoter. That's more of a professional way of doing it. That's the question. So says Comes the Mishnah continues. The pivot and the Sinor is the hole in the threshold. all the lock. وَمَفْتَيَ اَخْتَكِي شَنِشْبَرُوا If they broke وَرْحُولَ مُعَدْ بَتَكَنَان بِمُعَدْ Hurmini, we have a contradiction. Ad يَمَعَذْ Until the time of Yohanan Kohen Gadol حَيَا بَتِيشْ مَكَي بِيرُشَلَيْلِي Which means, they used to have the hammers banging in Yerushalayim. وَرْحُولَ مُعَدْ Before Yohanan Kohen Gadol came along was Mu'tar for example, in this case, to bang the locks, to fix them, no problem. So the Gemara says, عَدْ يَمَافْ إِن It's much for Gadol is permissible. we can لَأَخْ No, but it's much after his time, he got up and made a takana that no more hammers banging in Yerushalayim on Qadosh al Let's read Rashi. عَدْ يَمَافْ شَلْ يَمَافْ شَلْ يَمَافْ شَلْ يَمَافْ شَلْ يَمَافْ شَلْ يَمَافْ Vihu gazar A Lav And he made a decree, Yohan Gengadol, and eliminated that practice. alma Asur. So you see it's Asur so Matikarim Takariman Ulmaftaya. How can the Mishnah say you can fix the lock? Obviously, you need a hammer to fix it. So and why did Yohanan obviously stop the practice? Because it wasn't Kavod Holamur, the banging of hammers on uh Yomtun Holamurat. But Al Hakam the Mishnah says it's permissible. So the Gemara says, La kashya. There's no question. Can be dinafche, can be dinagre. It depends what type of log we're talking about, which means Rashi says bid bidna be dinafche. <laughs> the patei shai nu kunas asur. using a metal hammer that makes noise, so that's asur. Davi kalara ba. That's a loud noise. The unlede kalah asur. To make a loud noise all around it, It's going to be asur. They can be dinagre. But then the grey is made out of wood The pallet The pallet itself mm. That you're banging with So what is talking about? It's metal So the metal makes noise But then the grey is wood And therefore it doesn't make so much noise So therefore the Mishnah must be talking about We're using the wooden one mm. Therefore it's not so loud It was permissible Oh, Yohanan Cohen Gadol He was saying only the loud ones Which is the nafheh So comes again what and says Matkif asir Could that be possible? What are the people going to say? A loud sound is Asur And a soft sound is Mutar What's the question of the Gemara saying It doesn't make sense that the Hakamim would make a takana On something that's so fine What's the a loud sound or a soft sound? How do you define that? What's a loud sound or a soft sound? It doesn't make sense That there would be such a difference A disparity between uh, the two takanot so the Gemara says, yes, the difference is not between a loud sound or a low sound, the difference between yes sound and no sound. Which means, as she says, that's a type of saw that they would use. It doesn't make any sound at all. That would be. The type of, what do they call that—that that would be a I'd see, The way he calls it is an axe, which produces noise. So therefore, our mishnah that was matir, that was talking about dafka. Using what you're using the megle, you're using the large saw mm-hmm. that doesn't make noise. That's why it's permissible to fix the locks with that. Ah, Hanan Dos takana. That was about the axe. so it's the difference between yes sound and no sound. That's one answer to this question. Gemara <coughs> says, the papa amar. papa gives a different answer. Simple answer. Very <laughs> simple, which means <laughs> <laughs> the Mishnah that was Matin, it was before the Takkan of Yohanan Kohen Gadol. After Yohanan Kohen Gadol came along and said, you're right, everything's Asur, you can't make any banging in Yerushalayim, and therefore it became Asur. The Bashir gives a third answer to this question. Amar. <laughs> Har, hmm. Har biyose. Which means, our Mishnah is following the Shittah of Yosef. That says what? That when you have Davara Aved, when there's a financial loss, like in this case where the guy's lock broke, where there's a second now there's going to going to come in and clean him out. So that is a Bi Yosef. you don't need a Shinui. You can do the melaka on Cholamu'ed. And according to Rabbi Yosei, he doesn't know that there was any gizera of Yohanan gadol on this case. It wasn't a gizera. Oh, was no such thing happened. Ah, who's the opinion that says Yohanan gadol made a takana? That's going to be Uda. That's more strict. That does not allow you to make a lock in the normal fashion, uh, even though it's the Vara Abed. So we'll say that was Yohanan gadol's takana. So it's following Rabbi Yudah Rashi. Ah Rabbi Yehuda Ha Rabbi Yosef Le Le De Shari And how Mishnah That's matir In normal fashion Is obviously following Rabbi Yosef Who's the opinion That says That in a Davara You need a Shinui? You need to do it in an unusual manner. Deloke Rabbiose. It's not Rabbiose. Meaning Rabbiose is the one that holds you don't need a Shinui. Ava Rabina Keman Madlina Naidana Kabiuta de Dasha Behola de Moada. Says who do we rely on today? That if the uh flintel on top of the door, let's say the nails are coming out of it, and you want to pull it down in order to fix it so who are we leaning today the madlina we remove ha'idana today kabiyuta dasha the plaque of wood on the dasha on the threshold or on the uh, on the top of the door post without a shinui but we were following the Biyose that says what that a davara afed in this case over here the door is broken you don't even need a shinui look at rashi first wide line كمان uh, nails right come out of the wood from the lintel that's on the doorpost to do that must be who rabbi yosef come to get the news that you salt or pickle that will be prepared to eat on Holamo and be permissible to sultan. So the Gemara says a story. Badita Leba'e, which means Badita was the uh, river river, Shemahad Leba'e, that was in a certain place. The Badita River in the place called Leba'e, Khavre Azul kole Alma Sud Aitu Kavra which means uh, there was fish in that river and Azul alma, the whole world went meaning all the people over there went sued they trapped all the fish over there Aitu and they brought all the fish back with them right That she says second line hachi asu which is they made a path that the river yitzu mimav, that it will drain out by draining out all the water, the okay. fish just stayed okay. in the place. So the Gemara says, "Shara <laughs> So Rabbah allowed them minayu. <laughs> he told them, "You know what? Go salt all of them." Abale <coughs> So abayeh told them, "What do you mean, Rava? I can't salt all of them." <laughs> Only if you can eat them on cholamorid. And it seems over here, once you put the salt on them, the salt renders them unedible. So therefore, I guess it's a process to take the salt off of them. So he's saying, I understand the ones that you didn't salt, no problem. You can eat them in all the way. I could allow you to salt them. Since originally the Kavanah. Your kavanah was to bring the fish for eating purposes. That was your kavanah. And now, if you're going to leave the leftover fish, and you're not going to salt them, it's going to be a loss. It's considered like merchandise that we learned. There's going to be a... Lost to the merchandise, so therefore it's permissible. So again, the basis of his heter was, you took the fish over here, not for storage purposes originally, you caught the fish to eat them. Now you have leftovers. Leftovers, what are you going do now? Are you going to get, uh, cause them to, 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 to throw them out? That's if said, in prakmatia. So therefore he was matir. The ika de amre, and another version of the story went like this, To go and trap and bring them, bring them, Which is, he allowed them originally, go bring all the fish and salt them. It's a little different than the first version. The first version was, they brought them already, And then he told them, okay, now you can salt them. Here he told from the beginning, Go trap as many fish as you want, and you can salt them, The you so Abiyah tells them We learned We learned that Only if you're able to eat them Once you, I you're allowed to salt them Once you salt them it's not edible You can't eat them Just Even the salted ones According to this version Are edible How? By pressing them If you press them It'll get rid of the salt And once you get rid of the salt It's, 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 it's edible so the first version held... No, once it's salted, it's not edible. You're not going to get it edible on Chol The second version is like, no. Even the ones that are salted can be eaten through the process of Itziza. Of course, by pressing them, it seems the salt goes off. Ki'ad Shmuel, like the story of Shmuel, avdu leshitin He pressed the fish 60 times. Of course, that's an exaggeration. Ve'acha, and he ate it. Raba galuta. Raba once was by the house of the Resh Galut. Again, they pressed the fish 60 times for him. And he was able to eat it. So you see over here that this would be uh, permissible to go catch all the fish. Again, their intention was to eat it and salt them. The was bottom line. All the fish, even in the salted state, have a permissibility to eat them. Um, okay? Comes the Gemaran continues. Rav Ikla Rav Shafir. Rav found himself by the house of Rav Shafir. Aitu the Kamayu, so they brought in front of him Hahu Khavra, a certain type of fish, tiltah bishula, one third of the fish was cooked. tiltah one third was salted. And one third was roasted. So Rav said, Ada the trapper. Seems there was a famous fisherman called Ada. So they nicknamed him Ada Saida. He said, That it's healthy to eat fish right before they become spoiled. Obviously not eating spoiled fish, but... Before they become sport it's healthy to eat it. As she says, Better than to eat them fresh, right when they're caught. Better to wait a little. And that's what that's what he learned. And then he says further, "V'amad li the trapper said to me, which means, you cook the, uh, or you prepare the fish with its brother. What does it mean you prepare with its brother? The brother of the fish is the salt. Mm-hmm. Because both come from the water, and in the water, that's where they get the salt as well. So the brother of the fish is the salt. So it's like the way you prepare the fish is with its brother. Meaning, you prepare with salt. Asuke so. be'abu. And you, asuke as she says... After you uh, salt it, you put it in its father. Who's the father of the fish? The water. Cold, Cold water. Because that's where the fish grows. And you eat it with its son. Who's the son of the fish? The brine that comes out of the fish. So you dip it in the brine and you eat it. That comes out of the fish. That's the son of the fish. abu, And you drink with it its father which means it's healthy to drink the water uh, with the uh, fish. Now the Mephiashim is explained, it means dafka, the water that that fish swam in. That's the dafka, the water that is healthy. Uh, we could look at Tosafot for a second, The only Tosafot on the page. Kavras samuk l'misriheh ma'aleh. U'bizman but Tosafot says in our days, Tufseem sakana samuk l'szedahon. Today it's been proven that it's dangerous to eat fish. If it's not fresh, especially if they come uh, before they become Thanks. spoiled. The and that's what it says also, you drink water with it. He says, "Well, so that's not so. The Shema the Maybe this uh, this changed. Kemo hadifotche b'shas. Like many of the remedies of the shas, she'edam tovot pismanazir. Right? They're not. Uh, they don't work in our times. Or Shema narot de bavel ma'alul otche. Or maybe davka the, the waters of bavel were special, and that's why this um, you know this was different. The yesh mifarshim the chavra lo bechlad dagi mighty, which means could be when it says over oh, chavra, it doesn't mean any type of fish." could be there was a specific type of fish called the chavra V'shem dag sheshwa chavra U'mishurebet v'reima elu dagim Which is this type of fish is different than all other types of uh, fish And therefore to Sfurt said do not try this with uh, you know our fish The gemara ends Three lines on the bottom V'amar rav Amali adda sayda Adda sayda to Chavra Which is the fish Shahle, would be we would call that shahlayim. We call that cress. Yeah. Yes, cress and halba would be milk. So all these items lit on gufa. After you eat them, you should take a walk. Velo lit on puria. Don't go right right away to bed. Don't go to sleep right away after you eat these items. That she says. Uh, Take a long walk Before you go to sleep The fish, the cress, and milk You should drink with it uh, Or after it You should drink water and not beer But if a choice between beer and wine, you should drink beer and not wine. As she says, And now we move to the second parik, and we start with the Mishnah. Now, just to understand the process of this uh, first case of the Mishnah, we must know a little in how they used to make olives. The halas, before they press them, can't press them right away, they're hard. So they put them in a type of vessel called a ma'atan. And they leave them there, and they soak them in uh, uh, the oil, and they soak them there for a while, until they become soft. Okay, and uh, after a while, you come and you have to be hofech. Hofech means you have to turn them, turn them over. There's a special type of uh, uh, stick they would use to turn them over. Now once you start turning them over, Already they're ready for pressing And if you don't press them immediately You're going to lose them mm-hmm. So therefore the, the subject The beginning of our Mishnah is like this You have a case mm-hmm. It's a tough. So they're ready He had the olives in the vessel In the barrel The vat And he already turned them So they're ready now for pressing And The guy now became a mourner She's one of his close relatives. Passed away, and we know that Ber during the time of Avilut you can't do Melacha. So therefore, the question is, what's he going to do? He's going to lose his, uh, he's going to lose his olives, right? So that she says, Misha Shizminam, They were prepared the al They were prepared to place on the press leotzimehem shemen. V'ir Avil. She's, she's learning the Avil case has nothing to do with Khulam Mu'id, it's got nothing to do with the holiday. It's time of the year. You cannot put them on the press. Because the mourner is forbidden to do work. Why is the mourner forbidden to do work? Because we don't want him to take his mind off the Avelut. Now, what would they do? Normally, they would put it on the press and they would flatten the olives, and the first press, the olive oil, would come out. That cannot be done here. Or another type of situation, as she says, ex- extenuating circumstances. Fourth one, as she, is a different case. Let's say he turned his olives are over before the holiday. Now we get to the holiday case. All honest. And some circumstances happen. And for some reason you couldn't put them on the present time. Now the holiday came. Now we know the holiday, you can't do. So we'll see, Or let's say he hired workers to come before the holiday to put the olives in the press, and they never showed up. Now the holiday is there, and you have your olives sitting in the barrel, and you need to do something with them. So the Mishnah says, in these cases, You're allowed to put them on the press the first time. It seems they would press them several times to get all the olive out, all the oil out. So it's saying over here for our purposes, you can do Korah Which means you can put the Qur'ans like the, the wood beam that they would put on top of the olives to press them. You can do the Korah shona or Maniha And you can leave it that way to the end of the holiday. Which means normally you would press it several times. There's a finisobi. over here, it's Davara Afid. But the dhamad of it is only on the first press. Once you're ready, you do the first press, the outs can remain like that. And then at the end of the holiday, you'll be able to finish it. So that she says, you put it, let's say, on the press, on the holiday. And you could press it with the uh, beams. One time, If you're not going to do that, say gadol." So that we lie, umani bo, and you leave it there. and you leave it like that. These are the words of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yose, Omer, Zolef, VeGomer, ve'gaf Kedarko. He learns over here. You Rashi says, you pour all the olives on the press. That's Zolef, and you can squeeze out all of it. And then, according to the Mishnah, uh, which is not the Rashi, the you can even seal the barrel now where you're putting the olive oil, you can seal it in the normal fashion. It seems Al Mishnah is obviously consistent with the Shitot where the bihuda says by davara aved you need always a shinui so we understand that the shinui is he only allows you to do it one press. He doesn't let you do it hmm. more. Whereas according to the Biyoseh, hmm. he says by Davara Aved you don't need a Shinui. Therefore, he's allowing you to do it in the normal fashion, and you have no uh, nothing to, 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 to worry about. So therefore, that's the Mahaloty the Biyuda and the Biyoseh. And the Biyuda told you need a Shinui. What's the Shinui? One press. According to the Biyoseh, you don't need a Shinui. Davara Aved do it kedarco. Therefore, do it even two times. That's uh, one way of explaining. Even and, in the case of the Avril? Oh, we'll get to the case of the Abel. The Mishnah, interestingly enough, did not give us a ruling on the oh case yeah, of the Abel. Yeah, yeah. Let's think about the last question. Ah. Very good. Now, Tosafot over here uh, says, and he has obviously in his Rabbi Yusim is the ve'gumir Vigaf Kidarko. So in the Rashi, we don't have this Rashi, mm. as uh, was mentioned, the, the Rashi on Masiket Moed Katan, many times the Tosafot quotes him, mm. we don't see it in the Rashi. Mm. So there was a there's an old debate uh, saying that could be the Rashi that we have on the margin is not Rashi. There was an old manuscript that they found now, and they want to say that that really is the Shitav Rashi on Masiket Moed Katan. And anyway, in that manuscript, it says, V'gav Mishum Di'ika Pesedah. So you want to say the reason why you seal it he ask yourself a question, what do you got a seal it for? What's, what's the f that He's letting you seal it. Because I guess you're transporting the oil. If you're going to transport it without a seal on it, it's going to fall out. Yeah. So then Tosvot says, mm-hmm. He said, no, no, could be the reason is because you don't want rodents to fall into the oil. Into the oil. But then he says, if that's the case, mm-hmm. if that's all you needed, it's enough just to put a cover on it. You don't have to seal it. Yeah. So then he says, uh, which means maybe, what it is, is it's freshly pressed olive oil, and if you don't seal it, it spoils. So that's why you are able to gaf kedar ko. Defcon freshly squeezed olive oil, that needs to be insulated correctly, that's why the Mishnah says even gaf kedar ko. And now we begin to give a patah, be-abel, you open up in the case of avilut. You start off telling me that the guy now is ready to put his things on the press. He became Avel. Uh, you know, but you don't tell me what to do. You tell me what to do on holam mu'id If it happens on hola mu'id I know you can do the first press. But what about the case of avilut? So, So, Which we, yeah, Which we, yeah, but is even though we're we'll lenient on Khala ha'morel when it comes to the avar it, it's going to be forbidden on uh, avelut. Rashi says, patach uh, ba'abel ve siyim ba'morel dektanim yishafag et zeta velo avel velo pere shim yakhul letron kura ba'abelut. You didn't tell me if you can press it during the avilut. Im lo, Or not ella just moaed not know just to what you do wala moed khairaq no qad moaed ones if there was a problem before the they to in qadish la boy so the Gemara says that she asur bimaablo kilo mal a khir no parish that's why I didn't explain it in the mistake because why really that so little ton because it's asur afil qara shona bimaablo even qara he shows so comes that evolute is more strict even than hola moaed the no. The Mishnah is using a lo style, which is what lo don't I have to tell you during avilut that it's permissible. Avilut is only so certainly it's permissible. it's biblical as the Torah source, the even then, the rabbis will be leaning in the case of the laws. So we have a fantastic mahlokit over here. According to the he's telling you, no, Adraba, for sure, Ba'avelut is permissible to put the first press. Uh, because for the uh, which already has a source from the Torah, certainly Hulamu'ed. Now, when it says over here, this is subject to a great mahlokit. We look at the Vashir. The says, says, uh, so clearly, this is very important that she to remember. She taught Rashi is that Melacha is a Sudan, Melacha a Torah, a to be Wow. Now, that's the opinion of many Lishanim as well. It should be noted, it's not the opinion of the Tosafot in Massechid Chagigah. He holds that isur Melacha on only Olimid banan, And that what it says of it, deoraita means it has a Asmachta from the Torah. It means there's a Remez from the Torah. And uh, this is a, a great Mahlouk, but again, to remember, it's a that Hashivah Tosafot is Melacha Asulam in the Torah. But, everybody agrees that Dabara Aved... Is so if we're going to be lenient On the vara of Aved By Cholamu'ed Rav Asher says Certainly we're going to be lenient By avil Lutanya Kivate Rav Shisha Bered Rav Idi. We have a brayta To support Ravshisha Shisha Bered Rav Idi To say that what? That really the avil Is forbidden to do work On mu'ed I'm sorry The avil Is forbidden to work When he's Aved Even if it entails A financial loss Elu Bime uh, the following items others can do for the avil During his time of mourning But he himself cannot do Zeta <speaking> If already his olives reach the stage Where they were turned And therefore you need to press them To'anin <speaking> Law. They can press it So stop right there, here's your proof You see clear, bright, that only others can press him, But he cannot press himself V'chadol <speaking> aguf, let's say his barrel Is at the stage that it needs to be sealed then others conceal it for him. They used to soak the flax in order to make it easy to take away the wood uh, that was in between the fibers. So if his uh, flax needs to be taken out of the uh, uh, soaking, it would be permissible by others. The simro and his wool, to take it out of the dye. So they used to put it in the dye in order for it to get the color. So now if it's time to take it out, others can take it out. They Umar to and they could water his field. When his time of his watering comes. What does this mean when the time of the watering comes? So in the olden days, they used to have a custom like this, as she says. They used to have like a rotation of people that own fields. Uh, every week, let's say, it was somebody else's responsibility to water the fields. So therefore, now, let's say, it's the avail's responsibility. It's his turn. So the Arachah says he can water the avail's field, and everybody. and everybody else's. Why? So the Rishonim and the, the explains like this. Because if you're not going to let him do the Avail's field, he's not going to do anybody's field. So therefore, everybody else is going to lose. So therefore, you let him do the Avail's field to water it, as well as everybody else. Omer, goes even further. He says, a field that was plowed already, you're allowed to uh, sow it. You're allowed, others are allowed to sow the field for him. This, uh, the the And furthermore, a field that already is prepared for the planting of Pishtan you are not to plant the Pishtan, the flax on That she says, Pishtan. <laughs> it seems the Pishtan season exactly is a small window. And therefore, if it's the Pishtan season, you can even have others plant the Pishtan Amru so the rabbis tell So what do you mean? If you're not gonna, we're not gonna let others sow for him and seed the field. If he won't get the early season, he'll sow in the later season, which means that's just a matter of time. Which means you can always sow your field. Mm-hmm. You want to be mekiah? No. Who told you? I, let him. Who told, who told him we're gonna be lenient for him in the early season? Let him do it after. Let him do it after in the later season. And furthermore, who told him that he has to plant pishtan? Let him plant something else. And therefore, we do not allow these two items. He has a different cheetah. He's a zetaba fuchin. Let's say, again, his olives are in the barrel and they're ready turned. They need to be put on the press. And he's the only one that knows how to press them. His barrel to be sealed. He's the only one who knows how to do it. Pishtano la'alot or his flax to be taken out of the soaking. And his wool to be taken out of the dye. He says, the avil himself can do it, but so long as he does it, Quite. in a... Private way. More so, Rabban shulgam liel said. Imaya Let's say this person was a professional worker and he served the public needs. For example, v'sapar he was a barber. Ubalan he worked in the bathhouse. Let rabim v'giyah And now it's halva. And everybody needs they need the bathhouse attendants. Ve'en elahu hareze He could do it. Now the b'fachim explained what's the yeter alkin? What's more so? Which means the Hadush is like this: Not only is a Shimon Gamliel being lenient for the abiel to do work for himself, for example, to take his wool out of the uh, uh, dye, but to take his Pishtan out of the uh, soaking, but even to do work for others. In a case where he's a public servant, where they need him, barber, so the chabad, so the hadushes, avel is allowed to do it if he's the only one. <clears throat> and then the brighta continues. Ha'arisin, <clears throat> These are three different type of workers. Let's explain one at a time. What is an aris? An aris is a sharecropper, which means he accepts uh, to work the uh, field <clears throat> and he pays. The owner of the field a certain percentage, meaning a third of the uh, profits or a, a quarter of the uh, profits. So that's a person uh, called an uh, adis, okay? I right? call that a, a tenant farmer, okay? So is one who works the land of another paying the owner? I pays the owner a fixed percentage, correct? Like we said, pays the owner a fixed percentage. Now what's hachirin? Chachirin is a tenant farmer. He doesn't pay the owner a fixed percentage. A percentage. He pays him a certain amount, which means, let's say, 100 kud. I'm paying you rent 100 kud a year. Doesn't matter how much the field makes. Right. You get your 100 kud. I do, but if the field doesn't make... A hundred kur, he's off the hook. He doesn't have to pay. So the the, the field has to it's produce, like right? It has to produce at least a minimum uh, amount. Otherwise, the guy doesn't get paid. <clears throat> that kablanim, kablanim is telling a guy that's working in a field and he uh, gets paid a salary. He gets paid. He pays money, right? Pays money. Okay, so that's the uh, difference. Okay, that's uh, the Rashi now. Third line of he seen means 50%, 30%, 25%, that's what he's working on, uh, the pillars that he pays, uh, and the rest he keeps. He gets a set price, Which is he pays a set price from the field. Okay, so all these cases over there <laughs> The news is that Others are able He's available now He can't be work the field So others are able to work In his stead Why? Because there will be a financial loss Let's go each case at a time By the aris He gets The person who owns the field Gets a certain percentage If he doesn't work he loses yeah. his percentage. It's much less percentage. So obviously that's avid. Even in the case of Hakiran, the tenant farmer, okay. since bottom line, we said if the field doesn't produce the minimum, right. he doesn't get paid. So it's potentially can get lost. The so therefore, and the uh, salary itself, Sam, right. uh, he's working. Could be, he's not going to have the money to pay. Where's the guy going to get the money from? He's getting the money from, the, uh, time. from the, uh, t- the time of the work. So all these cases are considered avid. So others are able to, the mourner himself cannot work. But others are allowed. thats the people that rent um, donkeys out. they rent their uh, camels out. they rent their boats out. elu yasu, which means they cannot do any new rentals on the uh, during the Erevut, right? Because they cannot uh, make a new business. That she says, you cannot rent the the They work. And you cannot work on uh, during the Avilut. Now, mukkarimu muskarim, it's But let's say their uh, donkeys or their um, uh, camels were rented out already. Let's say you had a contract with somebody. You rented it out for a month or two. So now already, you're not allowed to break the contract in the, in the middle of it. It's going to be a financial loss on his side as well, because if he breaks the contract, he doesn't get paid. He's not going to get paid. So therefore, hare' mm-hmm. elu They can continue the, uh, the job. however, if let's say he hired himself out, and for one day, he's a daily worker, even if he's in a different city where they might not know he's available. lo ya'aseh. Why? Because in that case over there, there's not such a financial loss. Because the Allah says a day worker is allowed to quit in the middle of the day, and you have to pay him for the time that he worked. So all he's, he's not going to lose his money. He's going to get paid for that effort. All he misses is what? Uh, whatever, whatever he didn't do. So therefore, uh, it, is, uh, permit, it is forbidden. Now let's say he's a craftsman, this Avil, And now, he has the merchandise. Of somebody else by him. He's fixing something, for example. So even though he's a Kablan. Kablan means he's getting paid to do the job. Lo He cannot do it. He cannot do it because he's Avil. He cannot fit to continue the job. So the Gibbur says, which is you tell me even though he's getting paid for the job and goes without saying, not kibolet. On the contrary, adrabah. Kibolet kinidendame. Kibolet is worse, because when you're a kablan, you work on your own time. Which you're not getting paid by the hour, you're getting paid by the job, so it's considered as if it's yours. So, certainly, kablan is asur. What does the Qablan mean, even though he's a kablan? Because he's a kablan. So, says so you're right. Ela ema ben kibolet, ben lo yase. Whether he's a kablan or whether he's not a kablan, he cannot do it. The is what? That uh, for sure if he's a kablan he cannot do it. Because Qablan means you're receiving the merchandise, finish it at your, own, at your own time. We're just paying you for the results. So that's like he owns it. And therefore it's like you're doing your own work. So certainly he would not be allowed to do it. Even if he's not a Kablan, the Hiddush is, he cannot do that work on the time of Abidut. Hayta Now let's say he contracted out some work for himself by others. beto lo they cannot fix his items in his house, when he's avel. Because the people are going to think that they hire, he hired them on the time of the avelut. However, But in another house, they themselves can do his work. Because that will be a loss for them. And there's no problem with me over because it's in a different house. Gemara concludes with a story. That was... A fellow called Mirion, the son of Ravin. Umor berei the Rab Aha berei the and Mor berei the Aha, which is the son of Rabba. U gamla detura bade adade, which means they had a a pair of oxen as partners. And they had uh, two oxen. They were partners in it, and they would make money, you know, working the fields. It be'milta be'mor berei the Rab Aha berei the so now, one of them uh, became an avil so now he cannot uh, he cannot work so what did he do he took his uh, his ox back, which means he uh, he can't work so he has a piece of the uh piece of the profit over here. so therefore he uh, he took his uh, ox back actually Bakar. okay so it's actually sheep or or goats that were working right mm. in any event so the Gemara says, "What do you mean, Gavrada ba, Kibbutz Be'edra v'ha, Avideche? How did the great Rabbi do such a thing? Neid lefesedad ideh lohayish. He's not worried about his own loss, let's say, but adherim lohayish. But what about you causing somebody else, your partner, you causing to lose money now? Now he's losing his, uh, you know, he can't work with one uh, with one ox; it needs two. So the Gemara says, 'Vat anyim ba yuskerim mochkerim etz laharim elu yasu.'" Didn't we learn just now the Brayta that if his uh, oxen or his animals were rented out already to somebody else, or they were in somebody else's hands, you can do it. So, then why did he break up the uh, the pair? Hmm. So, you want who's sabbat? Adam Hashuv Shani. Yeah, That's a regular people. But Adam Hashuv—that's already different because it means like this. Adam Hashuv. Everybody knows what's going on, and therefore, if he's going to allow his animal to work, everybody's going to say, "Oh, that's the animal of the rabbi. He's working when he's available so Adam also be asked to uh, you know overrides. it overrides the law that says it's permissible. Look at Ashib. Uh, bottom line. Actually, do two lines. The da harini, was his losing money. <in> lo Hayesh, Now <Hebrew> it's causing him to "Why not Not going to have another animal to do the plowing. They about his own, but he should be concerned about the loss of his friend. It's <speaking> asur. <in Hebrew> For both that. But it's asur, Not only for him, but he has to take it away from his friend. Now, there's a big question amongst the over here that does he have to compensate his partner? Because you're right, you can take away your animal, but yeah. you're causing your partner bottom line of loss. So some of the Ishanim say yes. It's about what's saying, it. He starts to, to compensate. Other Ishanim want to say no. That really his partner also has to stop working. Why? Because since he's the partner with an Adam Hashuv, when they made the original partnership, it's almost accepted that you know if one of these people is going to become Adam, you're going to have to close down the business because everybody knows that the person is Adam Khashogg, so we don't have to compensate him. Adam, the other one is not even allowed to work. So that was the logic of Adam Khashogg is allowed not only to, of course, take his own losses, but he's even allowed to break up the partnership and incur losses on somebody. Else.